viewer will have to imagine Jay's cork. Is That's it cork not... like beverage or like, you know, wine cork or is it like cork like space? No, that was, you literally could hear a cork pop a second ago. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, sure. I'm, I'm sorry. Obviously, obviously you've had too much to drink, too. Ugh, not even, well. well yeah. I just started drinking, so I'm not there yet. Welcome, everyone, to the Enemy Slime <laughs> Podcast, episode number 76. I am your soberest host, Jared. And today we are joined by Mr. Doug Wilson. Hey. Uh, Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Yo, 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 what's up? The two-beer-wielding Michael Mahoney. A very good day to you. And Lucio Lorenzino has asked that in his absence we make some kind of comment about Floyd Mayweather, so uh, he beats his wife. Yeah, that's what Mayweather likes to do. There's he likes to beat women. That's he, May, Mayweather likes to beat women, but he doesn't like to beat boxers. Oh, and I gotta say, I'm I am super pissed off because we went to a bar to see this fight, and we get there and we pay the cover, and then the bar said, "Oh yeah, we don't we don't actually have the fight." Did you get Did you get to smoke hookah at least at the bar? No. Tell me, tell me that you a, got that you got into a match with the bartender at least. No, I just I was super depressed. It sounds like I missed a bad fight, but I'm still mad. Did so yeah, I rented I rented the fight with me and my family. We all put in like twenty bucks so that we could watch it. Um, oh my god, how much was it? It was 100 bucks. What? Fuck that. Yeah. It was supposed to be the, like, the the fight of our lifetimes. Yeah, like, like this was supposed and to be like the not. last good boxing match ever. And, and So I, I wonder, right? I wonder if it was like an exhibition match, if it wouldn't have been a better fight. Because <laughs> right. Mayweather was just concerned about holding onto his belt, and that was it. Uh, so basically, in the, in the first couple of rounds of the match, um, you know, Manny... He had gone in. He had gotten a couple of strong hits, but Mayweather had uh, uh, blocked a ton of them. So I guess they didn't count as landing. And um, you know, Manny had Manny had a pretty good show, but he got himself tired early. And later in the fight, like Mayweather just performed the entire strategy. He just kept backing away and dancing around Manny. And any time he get back into a corner, he would just go around him again. And he didn't really. I mean, he threw a lot of punches, but he didn't really try and get in there at any point. He was really just keeping away. And Mayweather ensured that he would win on a technical mastery instead of, you know, by an actual knockout or anything like that. And I guess you could argue, like, I, I think a lot of analysts, they look at the fight and go, well, Manny wasn't going to win it anyway. Um, his chance to win was five years ago because the only way he was going to win against Mayweather was by a knockout. Um, and Manny five years ago could have landed that, not necessarily the Manny today. So I guess, you know, I guess it's a good boxing boxing match technically but it wasn't a good fight and that's the problem like you're just sitting there and you're just seeing Mayweather just dance around the whole time and oh my god it's like it, it was, was like watching it was a ballet fighters but yeah not a not a great fight that's yeah yeah that's sad so um, certainly um, no like punch out level of you know yeah man, little I, Mac I, always I, got the knockout I, I wanted I wanted some like Ken Masters versus versus uh, Balrog so real real question here. Um Ready to Rumble Boxing. Does anybody remember that game? <laughs> with the with the, I... with the giant afro dude. It was it was on the Dreamcast, I think. I remember it. Rumble yeah. Rumble yeah. Now that you said right. now that you said Ready to Rumble Boxing, I remember it. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. I when you said Afro dude. Wait, I'm going to uh, did, did you really? Cuz that's always yeah. it's so easy to yeah. identify. Wait, I'm yeah. so I, I remember it. 
Because there's so there's so few games for the um Dreamcast you would play whatever you get. They have like the 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 Afro dude on the front, and then he had like some kind of Tashidan character as well that Has, he was up against, like spiky hair. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> Has anybody ever actually played that? Like, okay. I mean, I, I mean, anyone in the history of time. <laughs> You know, I, I I boxed for a couple of years, and I, I love it as a sport. But like many sports, or you know, really anything that's not like killing people, it's not a lot of fun to play in video game form, unless it's you know, Punch Out. Oh yeah, there was that. They had some. They they had some pretty good names. They have Butcher Brown. Yeah, they Butcher have Jet Brown. Iron Chin. <laughs> Ready to rumble, character. What what is it about boxing games that brings out like the stereotype? creating oh yeah there's a celine strike and afro thunder was the name of the the character there's a man there's a man with a very like i mean nowadays the mustache would be considered ironic but back then it was just an old-timey mustache his name was big willie johnson well that that's probably an homage to you know john sullivan the like classic bare knuckle boxer who had a big bushy mustache and a giant penis oh i'm sure when he was done boxing, did he tie a woman to some railroad tracks? Yeah. With his penis. <laughs> he seems more like the type who would like box the snidely whiplash away from the woman. So, so, so speaking of Big Bully, and to keep this away from video games as much as possible, <laughs> um, how, how are we feeling about that Suicide Squad? I, I mean, I didn't care anyway, but now, <laughs> now, I, now I still don't care, no. but harder. From context, I take it this has something to do with comic books. Yeah, I hate so, it. So, 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 Suicide Squad is um, I I don't think a lot of people know what it is, and I, it's actually one of DC's better books right now. Suicide Squad: The basic premise is a ton of supervillains are rounded up and captured, and they're used in like this elite special unit called Suicide Squad, and they're called that because they have a very short life expectancy. Like no one's going to care if a bunch of uh, supervillains die. Um. And they've been leaking the costumes. Well, they've been leaking the costumes for a ton of superhero movies. So they leaked the, leaked the costumes for Suicide Squad. And uh, meanwhile, Fox leaks the costumes for uh, X Men for X Men Apocalypse. But no one cares about X Apo- X Men Apocalypse because those costumes actually look good. <laughs> Suicide Squad, on the other hand, uh, they they're just doing all sorts of stuff. So I think. It's I think most of the very insane clown posse ish. <laughs> see, if it were at least insane clown posse, that might have something to do with the real Suicide Squad. Like, if Harley Quinn looked like a Juggalette, then I might be a little they're happier. Called? Yeah, they're called Juggalettes. Um, but you know, she's just kind of wearing her little hoochie shorts, and um, she's got a jacket on that says "Property of the Joker" or whatever, "Property of Daddy," um, meaning the same thing. And yeah, she's a she's she's a thought. She's that hole over there. That's basically all she is. I I I don't know. I I don't know. You know I, uh, I had to go and look up what that term meant because I had no <laughs> idea what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, it means that hole over there. Uh, oh, it's an act. Okay, well, yeah. then I guess I didn't even know what it meant after. So you did, you didn't even look it up, right? So so we can uh, we have it, we have uh, yeah. tweens and and Twitter to thank for that one for thought. Um. Yeah, so I guess I, I don't know. I guess uh, it, it looks really weird, and it could be relevant to video games because we got we do have a. It's going to have a video game, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Well, Harley Quinn's got her own DLC now for the next Arkham. 
Actually, you know what's kind of weird? Like, I feel like you don't really see as much anymore is is direct movie tie-ins. Like, at a time when movies are so bad, like that the, they almost would seem like if I if you walked into uh, a Marvel superhero movie, I wouldn't blame you if you thought you were watching like an NES game on the, on the theater screen. <laughs> And so, oh, you, yeah, you've actually got a pretty good point there. And so, like, you... now now couldn't be a better time to to make a, a game. But I haven't seen like an Avengers. Is there an Avengers video game? Because did, did you guys the Ultron actually had a life bar on the side of the screen? So did you guys actually have that low of an opinion of uh, Age of Ultron? I didn't watch it because I don't give a shit. I uh, I hate movies. I thought maybe maybe it was a little bit long for a movie, but overall, yeah. It's a superhero movie. Wait, I, you, you, yeah, you, you, you watched movie. it? You really watched it? Yes. How did so that I happen? Cancel, I have to cancel Pulp Fiction for this year. Does one of does your <laughs> nephew have like cancer or something and you had to take him? <laughs> no, my coworkers dragged me along, you know. Mm. What are you gonna do? I, 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 I had took a, a friend of, of mine beforehand, it was okay. I took a friend of mine, a lady friend of mine, to see the movie. Um she had she's never she's actually never seen a superhero movie and she's never seen a three D movie. Oh, you, you, um, saw you saw it in 3D. That's even worse. Yeah, yeah I saw it in 3D. God, that. Jay. I mean, like, I I won't see it because if I feel like at least I can say that I'm not like feeding the machine. But you not only yeah. saw it, but you saw it in the worst format. <laughs> well, I didn't well, pay for it. Well, that's good then. All right, yeah, I get me. like I get like these advanced um, free screenings for shit all the time. And in fact, there's oh, a good story behind in? this one. Well, no, no, no. There's a there's a good story <laughs> behind this one because they emailed me something like two or three weeks before uh, the movie was supposed to be released. And they're like, hey, uh, do you want your free tickets? Just RSVP if you want them. So I didn't RSVP, right? And weeks and weeks go by, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, Avengers is out this week. I'm like, oh, yeah, I had a chance to see that, but whatever, I let it pass me by. Uh, I checked my email that very same day, and here's a reminder. Hey, don't forget to RSVP your free movie tickets. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, they can't be having such a hard time getting rid of these tickets <laughs> that they have to send reminder emails to me. Um, yeah, and I reserve my tickets and I go uh, with my friend. And it's a nice little event. Like, they have food and they have, like, margaritas and mojitos and themed after the superheroes. Uh, but the, the theater is, like, half empty. You know? <laughs> it's like, I think people are giving less and less of a shit. And I think Marvel realizes that because... I think this is, the, what, the first superhero movie where they released it overseas first so they can get that bar and gross. They're not even, like, bothering with the domestic market anymore. Do you, do you guys know what's on the agenda as far as superhero movies? Do you want me to run you through the next two years real quick? Oh, my God. This is, what is this? Is it going to take, like, two hours? Nah, it doesn't. It's, it's actually not that bad. I, there's so one. I, so there are two. There are two. No, three. Three I might be sort of interested in. There's one in 2019 that I'm pretty stoked for, but let me let me start with 16. Okay. In 2016, you're going to get Deadpool, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. That looks terrible. Captain America: Civil War. Oh God. X Men: Apocalypse, Suicide Squad. That, that one I want to see. X Men: Apocalypse. That one's looking good. Um, oh. this one, this one, there, I, there's no way they don't fuck this up. Gambit. Um, yeah, they're getting his own movie. Up. Really? Gambit. He, he already had his own movie. Who's playing Gambit? I feel like I I heard a casting announcement for this. Um, wait, I really want to well, know. Well, while you while you figure that out, I'm going to gush about why Apocalypse is going to be good, right? Okay, tell so, me why. So, for, I think first class. And I what? Think, uh, no, wait. 
This is Channing Tatum. That can't be real. <laughs> he can't do a fucking Creole accent. Uh, it, it'll, probably be like, it'll probably be like the Black Widow, right? They didn't give a shit about Black Widow's accent. Channing Tatum is going to be fine as Gambit. I think he really is Gambit. <laughs> I'm good, good for him, I guess, but okay. Good job, Channing. And here I thought he yep. would always just be... Uh, Kane Wise in Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so 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 here go so uh, what was I saying? Oh, Apocalypse. So here's what here's the one thing that X Men has going for it, right? And that's um, in terms of the X Men movies, and that's they're really good at establishing the period they're in. Like it really feels like you're in that time period. So with X Men First Class, it really felt like a '60s Bond movie, and then with the um, with Days of Future Past, you know, that was a nice little 70s throwback. So now they release the screens of the, uh, the cast photos from Apocalypse's set, and they have Lana Condor dressed as Jubilee, and she looks like she was born straight out of the 80s. Like, her costume looks perfect. Sansa Stark is Jean Grey, so I guess we'll have to see how that goes, but they did a pretty good job with Quicksilver. I didn't think anything of that actor either, and they did a great job with him. Um... And, you know, they shot in a mall, in a mall that they made look like an 80s mall. And if you've seen, like, some of these set photos, it looks really cool. So I'm actually very excited to see their little uh, kind of throwback, kitsch, 80s take on this movie. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm looking at pictures. Either way. So, Gambit... Lana, Lana Condor doesn't look amazing as Jubilee. Gambit, I just hate Jubilee. Like, <laughs> uh, what, do, what do you have against Jubilation League? Uh, I mean, her superpower is fireworks. Like, well, not anymore. She turned into a vampire. I don't even care. I don't, don't even tell that me. That makes it I worse. Don't even, I don't even. <laughs> she turned to, She turned into a vampire, and then she lost both powers too. Oh, so it got a lot better. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange has his own movie, which comes so out in two thousand. My friend Dave is strangely excited for that one, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because he likes uh, strange men. I've. Um, here we go. 2017. Untitled Wolverine sequel. Oh, boy. Oh, that's, well, we need more of those. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah, you knew they were going to make that. Fantastic Four 2. We don't even have Fantastic oh Four God. 1. The first but... one's not even out yet. <laughs> um, Wonder Woman. Uh, oh, finally, she gets her own movie. Is DC okay with that? It would seem so. Marvel Studios co-produced Spider-Man film. Well, it's about time. Uh, Thor, suck. Thor Ragnarok, Justice League Part One, and Bloodshot. Um, What's now Bloodshot. Uh, it's I don't know. I don't think that's a bad guy or a good guy. It's yeah, just... I, I'm not sure who Bloodshot is off the off the top of my head. Okay, now here's when the. Are they gonna bring back Spawn? Here's the big gems. Here's <laughs> the big gems. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Um, in 2018, we are going to be treated to an Aquaman movie. In... Now, Cal Drogo is Aquaman. So we got Game, Game of Thrones. But Cal Drogo, Drogo might not be Aquaman. By I mean, thank God. Thank God. They might recast it. Um, 2019, we finally get the Shazam movie that we've all been dying for. Thank God. And, and here's my favorite. In 2020, they are finally going to take a stab at Green Lantern again. That's how long... Wait, so what we're, we're about our Black, Black Panther and Miss Marvel and Adam Sleep? They're in 2018. I just didn't read them because it's so oh, far away. come on. 
That's super uh, far away. I don't see... 2020 is super far away as well. No one gives a shit about Green Lantern. Yeah, but I just think it's great that that's how long they decided it had to wait before they could try again. <laughs> like, if you anyway, want to know wanna what effect... I really effect, want Miss uh, Marvel, and I really want Black Panther. I actually want Miss Marvel a little more than Black Panther. I don't even see her on here anywhere. Oh, really? Uh, uh, I guess I'd somewhere. But I don't know. I can't get excited for superhero movies anymore. They're all so formulaic. You can't get excited for Aquaman? Uh, God. I guess it depends. If you, like, some of Aquaman's incarnations are really good and some of them are really bad. Who's the other underwater superhero? Namor? You mean Namor? Is it Namor? You might be thinking of Namor. A Namor movie actually might actually... A Namor movie might actually be pretty good. Underwater superheroes. Because Namor's, Namor's like giant dick. Top eight underwater superheroes. No, no, no. no but there can't Namor's be eight of them. Na- Namor's basically a fish white supremacist. There's got to be some. Um, oh, they're, they're definitely reaching here. So we have Aquaman. We have Namor. We have Namora. Who is... Namorita, right? I, it's, actually, there's a Namorita as well. They're two separate people. Uh, Tula... Uh, Dolphin, Tempest, and finally, Ariel, the Little Mermaid. Only one of that list I don't know is uh, Dolphin. Uh, Dolphin is very pretty, but lacks in character. She can breathe underwater and has superhuman strength. I would like to see her have her own comic one day. That's on the site. I don't feel that way. Uh, Alright, I think we've got enough time. She's wearing, this. like, quite the getup. Okay, let me take a look at Dolphin. Um, she's Garf's wife and the mother of his child. Who the fuck is Golf? What Garf? What? I can't even talk anymore. This like this Garth whole conversation. So wait, she's wearing she's wearing like eighties Beach Boy attire. That's all she's wearing. Yeah, she basically looks like underwater Pamela Anderson. <laughs> all right, so we're we spending up time on this. Yeah, we definitely. Because I, I was going to I was going to use seg- I was going to use a suicide spot to segue into Harley Quinn DLC. Which might be cool, might not be cool. Um, but it is video games, and it's more relevant than the movies are. It's going to be $40 of cool, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that price hike. Um, I mean, so the, the Defenders, uh, there is a good point to be made that video games have not really changed in price for a while. And... Um, a lot of other things have, right? Adjusting for inflation, like video games should in theory cost a little bit more than they do right now. And that's the justification that people make for DLC. They're like, well, I know you don't like it, but you know, you could be paying $70 for the game or $80 for the game. Um, I still think that 40 is kind of asinine. That's a hundred dollars. Um, for the complete experience and from the sound of it, reading their description, it all seems like stuff. I I mean, they already have like full details of everything that's in that season pass. And, um, a lot of it sounds like stuff that's kind of being deliberately removed or held back. Like, give it to us, give it to us. You want me to pull up the list? Well, pull up while you pull up the list. I'll go ahead and tell a little anecdote here. So, um, when I played the last one, not, um, when I played Arkham City, right? They had this Catwoman DLC that I think you could only get whatever the special circumstance was. And you're like, yeah, this is, this is a DLC and it'll add to the story. But it feels like they took it out. They feel like It feels like this is supposed to be a core part of the story because a lot of important shit actually happens in Catwoman's campaign. And don't get me wrong, like, like Catwoman was really fun to play as. 
Um, I really liked her missions. I really liked the way she moved and controlled. She felt different from Batman, and Rocksteady is great at making you feel like that particular character, um, which is why I'm interested to see what they do with Harley Quinn. But, you know, it felt like this is supposed to be in the game. Like, this isn't supposed to be DLC. And then halfway through, my Catwoman uh, breaks. Like, something in the code just kind of screws up. I try uninstalling the game, deleting it, reinstalling it, doing everything I possibly can. And no, my, my, my game is just fucked. I can't access the Catwoman content anymore. Um, and so I, miss, I end up missing out on a good chunk of the story because it was, like I had two missions left and there are only four missions. Um, you know, so I guess if you're going to turn this shit into a DLC, at least make sure it works. Like, that's my one requirement. Yeah, that's that, that's that an important fair. one. It is it is worth noting the Catman uh, the Catman the Catman content was definitely held back from the game, like definitely created for the game and then held back. But it was held back as kind of an online pass. You guys remember those? Nobody really tries to get away with these anymore. But um, it was basically an incentive to buy the game new. As long as you bought the game new, you got it. But if you bought it used, you would have to pay for it. So that's pretty much gone away these days. I don't think anybody really tries it anymore. Now they like yeah, they to just try and sell you forty dollars DLC. Now they like to just hike up the price and uh, maybe even put it on the disc, you know, just to really stick it to you. So, and I I get that the price of games has been pretty pretty stable for a while. A hundred dollars for a game is a lot of money, though. Like, yeah. Yeah, that makes it so I can't buy as many games. So I it's gonna kind of end up. I understand. Uh, buying them, yeah. If if they're if 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 you wanted if if they came out like with the next generation of consoles and they're like, hey, everything's eighty dollars now. I'd understand. I wouldn't be happy, but I'd understand. But a hundred is too much. It, well, it, is it is it eighty dollars and you get all the games? Well, yeah, that's the second trick, right? Because you know that that when they do finally net up and raise the prices, they're still going to be doing all the bullshit they're doing now. I mean, I'm not even that offended by DLC when when done right. Like, you know, if you look at the the Mass Effect uh, Mass Effect Two, for example, you, you didn't need that DLC, but it was really great to have it. Like, I was I was happy to make that purchase. But when you get like half the game, and they want you to pay damn near twice as much for it, yeah. So for it's a little outrageous for forty dollars, which I want to remind you is just it's more than half of the price of the game. So in theory, you should get more than half of the game. Um, you get a Batgirl, a matter of family, an all-new prequel story expansion in an entirely new location where you play as Batgirl for the very first time in the series. Uh, you get the Season of Infamy, where you play as Batman in all-new story missions featuring legendary supervillains invading Gotham City with new story arcs, missions, and gameplay features. You get Gotham City Stories, where you play as Batman's allies in narrative missions, extending their storylines from both before and after the events in Arkham Knight. You get legendary Batmobiles with themed tracks, drive the most iconic of, Batmo of Batman's vehicles throughout its 75-year history on custom-built racetracks. And then oh you, get, you get Crime Fighter Challenge Maps, which allow you to engage in a series of new challenge maps, utilizing unique playstyles of Batman and his allies. And lastly, you get character skins, uh, a variety of skins from across the era for Batman, Robin, Nightwing, and Catwoman. I think I was actually on board until you mentioned that they have Batcart racing now. It's not racing. It's just a special custom track. You, on a racetrack, you said. You don't throw a shell at anybody. By the way, speaking of which, Mario <laughs> Kart, um, the last DLC pack for it came out. 
for a company that understands the internet so little, Nintendo really nailed that DLC. Like they did. What do you mean? They just did a really great job. Like in in every way, the the content is really good. Um, they they released it in two packs that you could buy as a bundle for like fifty. Uh, I think it was seventeen dollars, something like that, maybe fifteen. Um, or you could buy them separate if you were so inclined. And each pack contains two new cups, which adds up to eight tracks a piece. And um, like they're great tracks. They came out months after the game. And, and in fact, when they announced the release dates for them, I'm like, God, that's far away. Because the, the last one wasn't even supposed to come out until May. And then they finished it early and put it out. But so it works in the sense of like the content is good, but it also works in the sense of like, I feel like they actually made the content after they made the game. And the tracks actually feel a lot better because of that, because it feels like they were able to kind of take a step back and look at what made Mario Kart 8 fun and then make tracks that incorporated as much of that as possible. And the original tracks in, in all of those uh, packs are, are probably my favorites in the whole game. Like they've, they've done just an awesome job. Um, conversely, uh, I don't know. I guess I guess I, you be Batgirl, get shot. If the Batgirl story is like really meaty, I don't have a problem with it. But I feel it's I, I bet it's not. I bet it's probably like three well, hours. I shit. mean, do you even remember that Robin was part of the last one? No, <laughs> exactly. So that's probably what this one will be like. I can't wait. Um, um, hey, so um, I think Rock City made an interesting statement about why they would never do a Superman. And they made a good point that, you know, Superman's powers just don't translate well to uh, video games because you're basically going to be kicking every, everything's ass. Um, and I think, you know, one of the best DC video games I've seen are uh, are the DC Lego video games. Because, look, you can get away with all sorts... Like, look, look, the reason we like the Arkham stuff in the first place is because you really feel like Batman. And I think the reason we like those uh, Spider-Man movie adaptations that came out years ago is because you really feel like Spider-Man. So it turns out, with the Lego Batman games, where your powers are kind of, like, completely irrelevant, and the goal is to solve puzzles and collect shit, you could just be Superman and stomp everyone, and, you know... You don't care because that's what's because it's not the point of the game is beating people. You know what would be um, a pretty good like model for a Superman game? What's that? And you're gonna think I'm joking here, but I'm not. Um, Goat Simulator. Because <laughs> hear me out. So Goat Simulator, you fly around and basically just destroy shit and cause havoc, and nothing can hurt or kill you. Um, a lot like Superman. And I heard a lot of the criticisms about the last Superman movie that he basically like levels a city. <laughs> I didn't watch it, so I don't know that that happened. But that's what it I did. It did. That's, I watched it. That's the rumor. Well, duh. Ghost Simulator. Just <laughs> wiggle the mouse around, and Superman just busts down a bunch of buildings like Jenga towers, and uh, and then you know uh, fly around. So anyway, call me up, Coffee Stain Studios. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna help you guys get the IP. Well, those are the latest, um, the latest goat mod. You can be Spider Goat, right? Uh, well, the newest one is a Daisy. Actually, they released a trailer for it today. <laughs> it's called Goat Z, which has a pretty, <laughs> yeah. Michael figured out the connection. <laughs> um, 
Great title. Excellent title. <laughs> um, before we're done here, since we were kind of talking about Warner Brothers, um, let's talk about what went down with Mortal Kombat X today, because this is pretty nuts. Everything um, went fine. The game has not really worked very well on the PC since its release. Um, and... Ed Boon went on to uh, their like NetherRealm forums or whatever and announced that a patch would be coming out today and that it would bring the PC version of the game to a level of quality on par with its console counterparts. And everybody got really excited because they're like, oh boy, I can play the game I bought. You know, like, play it good. <laughs> and uh, the patch comes out. It's 15 gigs and it wipes all of your save data and all of your unlocks. How cool is that? It's like super cool. I think it's good. They're giving you more content. Well, like, you played through the game once and now you get to do it all over again. So the, the, the better part is they don't have a fix for it. They decided to roll back the patch. Now, I'm still getting info on this, so I'm, I might be talking out my ass here. It seems like people are saying that they had to download another 15 gig patch to undo the 15 gig patch that they had downloaded originally. <laughs> Sir. That that's really what I'm reading from this. 30 gigs to make a broken game play as broken as it used to the day before. Except it doesn't restore your saves. So those are gone but no matter what. Even brokener. Because fuck you. Um, the good news is, is if you have $20 lying around, you can buy the DLC pack that unlocks everything in the crypt. And so, did you now, lose any progress? Not really. Now, that, you don't think that's intentional, do you? No, there are people online who do, but I mean, if, if I came to you and I told you that Barack Obama just went around to um, every home in Little Rock, Arkansas and personally removed any guns from the premises. Would you believe me? He did? See, I knew he did. <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. He's, did somebody call Bill O'Reilly? He's definitely working on it. I don't know if he actually got it done yet. But, but no, you would not believe me, because he could never get away with that. Um, much in the same way that I don't think there's any way they could get rid of, get away with like, oops, we deleted your save, guess you better buy the dlc but unfortunately that's the attitude that the internet has adopted so a lot of people think that they have very deliberately made an oopsie to make them buy the the dlc pack that's that's uh, it doesn't help that warner brothers has been such a stellar publisher oh no they're doing terrible they're doing <laughs> absolutely awful everything that they can to to live up to the legacy that EA and Ubisoft have, have set for them. And trying to actually surpass them in, in many ways. I, I am impressed they haven't... I don't know if it's just because they don't have enough control, but they really haven't fucked up The Witcher yet. I feel like there's an opportunity there that we're missing. I, I think that the CD Projekt has like enough clout that they were able to probably negotiate fairly good terms. I think you're right. I think... Because isn't this... Is this the first Witcher game that they've even published? I think so. I think I think Witcher Two was self-published by CD Projekt. I could be wrong. I might I thought be. Thought it was nine ninety nine to unlock nipples. In The Witcher, <laughs> the new one. Yeah. Well, I mean, God, we can only hope. But yeah. Anyway, this is a uh, this is a catastrophic software failure. <laughs> I do not know who's working on the Mortal Kombat PC port, but I would very much suggest that they just stop <laughs> and just leave. 
Like wherever you, know, I, wherever I made you the are. Earlier, like there was this ca- cautious optimism, like oh, Mortal Kombat is fun again, and now they basically just shit all over those people. Uh, only if you're on, on the PC. PC, yeah. Just uh, just play it. Well, on I I gotta say, um, you know, I was like super super pumped for this game, and I feel like. Um, just they're handling it. Mostly the DLC. Mostly all the DLC shit that they've been pushing. It just made me want to wait a year, two years, until the full edition comes out, and I could safely buy that. Smart choice, because I guarantee you that, like, Rain and Baraka, who they haven't even announced as DLC characters, they're playable in the game. Um, they're going to come out at some point. I would be shocked if they didn't. So... Just I will wait, say, we actually wait. haven't talked about it much on the podcast, but the the time we spent playing it, I, I thought that game was actually pretty sweet. No, I thought it was I thought it was fun, too. I think it's a pretty yeah. great time. Um, it's just... It's unfortunate that they're fucking it up so bad. It's just being grossly mishandled. Like, all, all the way from the character select screen being like, buy Goro. Don't you want to buy Goro? Like, leave me alone. It's, Press X to buy Goro. It's really lame that... I have like grayed out characters on my character select screen because I have refused to buy them. Well, the the line is getting so blurred to the point where like you have advertisements for the game you're playing in the game you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I get like the DLC. I get unlockable characters, you know, it's people are gonna pay it, so why not charge them for it? But it's like pretty shitty when you like start this game that you paid sixty dollars for and it's like, hey, you want to give us some more money? Yeah. Yeah. Press $15 to press left. Well, I mean, you know, we didn't even like hit on easy fatalities and stuff like that. I don't really think they're as egregious as having DLC characters on the disc. Like I don't get we everybody got so bent out of shape over this with like Mass Effect and so many other games. And I haven't heard anybody say anything about this. So I guess we don't care because it's Mortal Kombat and there's fatalities. But whatever. <laughs> so be it. Um, should we talk about stuff we played? Or actually, just maybe two other little things to mention. Uh, one is God Galaxy is now in a open beta with air quotes. Has anyone tried it yet? Um, you have to you sign an email before, and then they have to let you do it. But they haven't sent me my email yet, so fuck them. It sounds like there's like a two-day waiting period. Before you can actually get in. I'm not sure if that still qualifies as an open beta at that point. Um, but I don't know. It's not invite only. It's just they're putting a delay on sending out the uh, confirmations to let you sign up. So I don't I don't know who's in it right now or who's tried it. But um, Doug and I are signed up at least. So hopefully we'll get to try it at some point. Um, other side note. Uh, this actually happened a little while ago. But it's just so good. Um you know, when you're streaming video games on the internet, this you always run the risk of this happening. Um, but there's a Hearthstone streamer named Life Coach, um, and he, he he and his wife got on their computer one night to check and see um, how much RAM it took to actually run a stream because they were thinking of buying a laptop off eBay so that they could stream off of it, but they weren't sure whether or not it had enough RAM. So they they started up a stream, they opened up the task manager, checked how much RAM it was using, and then they went to order the laptop. The problem is they forgot that they left the stream open, and they proceeded to get butt-ass naked (laughs) 
<laughs> right in front of it and then headed out to like their jacuzzi where you could hear them like splashing around in their jacuzzi for a while and then twitch uh, that's the worst that happened come on and then twitch of course captures a vod dude <laughs> i think that's pretty much the worst thing that you could accidentally do which is show your entire dong like to five thousand yeah, six thousand. Was, what, what, was it a good dong like, like yeah, are they nasty, good looking people i like, didn't like nasty sex right in front of it that i have to happened. i have to give um i have to give the hearthstone community credit the the videos uh got pulled down after they you know discovered that this had happened and you can't find i mean i didn't look very hard but you you can't seem to find like footage of this anywhere like they they've been the community has been very good at not like spreading uh these these pictures of these people who just made a really honest mistake so but the word is that it was an excellent penis well he has nothing to be ashamed of then i mean and so that does beg the follow up question which is was it an accident was it really I mean, if you had an excellent penis, wouldn't you be looking for any excuse to show it to five thousand people? <laughs> I have. A I don't know. Do you, you need an excuse? One up. of our one of our editors, you know, he's not. On, he's never been on the podcast. One of our editors, he shows his penis to people all the time. Wait, he doesn't need to find an excuse. Who? I I have to think about this for a second. <laughs> Is it Doug? Yes. <laughs> Is that why you're podcasting from jail tonight? I have, that, a, I have an agreement. Oh God! Is this what happened to Lucio? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Lucio. Oh, well, there's only not one it. other. There's only one other choice. When did he show his penis? Jason. I mean, no, not Jason. <laughs> oh, I know who it is. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I think we all knew who it was from the beginning. Jared. Does he? Does he have a? <laughs> does he have a majestic penis? Uh, it's pretty big. Really? Uh-huh. I didn't know. <laughs> well, now you do. Good uh, for him. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit this because I've seen more of my friends naked than I like to uh, think about. Uh, I've actually seen a ton of my friends naked. It's just uh, an unfortunate weird. part of growing. I'm not, I'm, not editing, <laughs> I'm not editing this out, by the way. This is all... <laughs> Well, I mean, the friends I've seen naked, no, I've seen them naked. It's not like a big secret. It's not like I'm spying on them from their windows. <laughs> this is Why as not? much news to them as it is to the viewers. <laughs> Do we need to name names? Are there any? Not particularly. They probably know who they are. Just name links. Huh. Well. Um, so anyway. you think Peter Mario's penis is? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Everything is fine. Um, God. Um, hey, I, I, I tried some candy this week. You tried some, what kind of candy did you have? I, I had the, um, the frozen, the Disney's frozen Jelly Bellies. They were pretty good. Oh, so you confused me here, and I think you confused Michael as well, because we, we thought that you meant that you had, and actually, even after you explained it, I still thought that you meant you had put Jelly Bellies in your freezer and then ate the jelly bellies, but these are frozen themed jelly bellies. Yeah, it was the, it was the Elsa icicle mix sparkling jelly beans. And just to be clear, you did not freeze them. I did not freeze them. Okay, you did. They were just really, go. they were just really pretty bluish colors. They had sparkling berry blue, sparkling blueberry, sparkling cream soda, and sparkling grape soda. My favorite was the sparkling grape soda. How stereotypical! Big surprise. <laughs> 
Um, I also I also tried Mountain Dew Baja Blast this week since we mentioned Sangrita last week. And how was that? Uh, was it refreshing? It, okay. Well, okay. So have you ever had the uh, Baja Blast from Taco Bell? Yeah, I uh, I used to really hate it, but uh, maybe I don't anymore. I don't I don't know. I, I think that you know, um, without the seltzer and without the ice, kind of watering it down, it's very very sweet. And it's very sugary, and it's actually like drinking a liquid sweet tart. Doug is usually the most forgiving of Taco Bell's abominations. <laughs> I've never actually had sangria. But what about Baja Blast? Baja Blast. Like Baja Blast. You, you, you do like Baja Blast? Or I, you do, I do not. Oh, no. What happened? I just don't think it's very good. Why not? Because it's not good. Do you not like, do you not like tropical things? I I don't. I hate all things from the. Well, how do you squeeze? How do you how do you squeeze Baja into a flavor? Uh, I don't know. With a lot of work. It's got to be sweaty. (laughs) So you know, I didn't. It's got to be sweaty. It's got to have a few STDs. I didn't say this in the last podcast because I wasn't sure, but you uh, you you suggested that maybe sangria became sangrita to. dissuade any association with alcohol mm-hmm. but i was right sangrita is actually like a partner to a to a shot it's not an alcoholic beverage on its own oh excellent oh. Well, good job taco bell way right? to way to do that sensitive what is what is what is in sangrita usually um is copper usually in it because that's what sangrita tastes like <laughs> it it kind of looks like it's just a uh a non-alcoholic chaser, like orange juice, lime juice. Oh, like like Bud Light and Clamato. Mm-mm. Yeah. Has anyone had that? Um, um the no. Bud Light, which one? Bud Light and I, Clamato. I, I, uh, no, I haven't tried that one. I tried the um other uh, margarita ones. And the Butterbita or whatever. A couple, of, uh, yeah, a couple of pretty trashy people convinced me to try it, and it is a very trashy drink. They're disgusting. It I mean, is, they'll get you horrible. super drunk. But yeah, I went to a work party once and somehow wound up in a hotel room with like people I don't usually hang around with at like three a.m. <laughs> and they were making, they were, they were taking Coronas and they would drink like half the Corona and then pour tomato juice in it. <laughs> a red eye. Is that what that is? Or red beer if you're uncivilized. That's gross. Have you, have you guys have, not have very guys, good with a uh, Corona? I'd imagine. Yeah, Sorry? I just, have you have you guys uh, tried a beer margarita? Um, I've seen the I've 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 seen like the cup or whatever and and the neat little plastic hook thing that they do, but the Corona Rita or whatever. Yeah, I never. Yeah, you, where you just make <laughs> yeah, where you make a, a margarita using Corona. It's actually really good. Oh. You can, Really? If you can make a real one, like if you can make a real one, do that. Like I'm not talking Budweiser stupid shit. Well, you, you certainly can't do that here in Utah because all the Corona is the Utah like four percent, and it's one of the few <laughs> beers where I think it's really you can tell that it's basically just pee water. That's not even good in Mexico. Though. Like if you're in Mexico, you should be getting like Souls, not Coronas. I'll be happy with the uh, I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not uh too mad at Corona Extra. I mean, like Corona, I, Corona Light. That's like I don't see what the point in drinking Corona Light is. It's definitely a lot better with a little tomato juice. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't know. I would, I would try. You don't have to make it with Corona. You can make it with anything. But I would strongly advise trying a bear margarita if you've never tried one. 
So I thought you were referring. Have you have you guys seen these things where they make a frozen margarita and then they take a beer and shove it like neck down in the margarita, and then oh, just, I, I thought that was what we were talking. I thought that's what he was no, referring no. to too, but it sounds oh, okay. like that's not what he's talking about. No, what you because you you have to make this basically in a blender. Um, so you get your margarita mix, you get um, you know your beer, you get I I don't remember the exact process. Like someone from L.A. showed me how to do this, and I need to call her up and get the exact process to do it again. Um, but no, you can make a really, uh, really kind of slam in margarita if you do it like the right way. I'm not talking about just shoving one thing into the other like an animal. Well, I mean, you I know, mean, I, I just posted in the chat. I I assume we're probably pretty close to the being on the same page here. But wait, let me look. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's the upside down. It's got the little holder, right? The little like clip or whatever. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is the thing. I, yeah, see, a, that's a that's a that's a different thing. <laughs> it's not. So this is actually like you make a margarita and you just like pour a glass of beer into it. Yeah, I mean it's it's got beer, it's got ice, it's got the margarita. He just mix, said there's got... more to it than that. Don't try to don't try to simplify his process. Okay, I'm sorry. No. Um, Maybe you have to kiss the beer before you put well, it no, in. No, well, because what you need you need your margarita <laughs> mix, right? Or you need like some kind of you need something from concentrate, a can of frozen, whatever. Yeah, you no, still need your no. you still. You, well, you still need your tequila. You still need your ice. You still need your beer. Um, you want like a fresh cut lime, and what you're going to end up doing is whatever mix you want to want to use. Like you don't have to use a, a, concentra- a frozen concentrate. You use um, lime juice. Yeah, use lime juice if you want. That's but right. then you throw all that shit in a blender. And you blend it together, and you, what you get is like you get this really kind of a carbonated type of margarita, but it also tastes really good. Like it, it tastes it tastes very different from your typical margarita, and um, the way my friend made it, you could barely even taste the beer. It just added a kind of nice um, aftertaste to it, so... How much beer do you use? Because it seems like it would get really foamy and shitty. That's um, that's why he needs to ask for the recipe once more. I'll get you you the recipe. Okay, I'll give this a try. Side, uh, you try it. side note, I, it's definitely better than a rum flip. I can tell you that. Does anybody know why <laughs> why Cointreau costs as much as like a fucking scotch? This is ridiculous. Because you'll fucking pay for it. Is it ridiculous everywhere? No, I'm no. It's, yeah, it's bad everywhere. It's it's not that bad. Bevmo. Oh no, that's a three seventy five milliliter. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's right? like it's like forty five dollars for a bottle of Cointreau. What a joke. Oh, speaking of paying a lot of money for alcohol, I finally tried one of those uh, Game of Thrones beers. And did it taste? Did it taste like beheading? It, t- it tastes like beheading. I tried the Three Eyed Raven. Um, it was actually very good. It was uh, very smooth. It was like a brown ale. Um, so it didn't have quite the bite of a brown ale, which is nice. I found um, it was good, but it also cost me like thirteen bucks, which is a lot of money to pay for beer. All right, let's pretend we're about video games for a second again. <laughs> West on on for a bit. Westerado. We posted a review for it today. Um, it sounds like you and I are kind of on the same page here, except I haven't played the game, so I don't know how forgiving I'd be. But um, I love the concept. Yes. It's, it's such well, a. It seems like such a good idea. I have. Did you play the Blast version, Jared? I, I started to when I first heard about the game, but I I didn't really. It felt like something I wanted a controller for. I yes, I played the Flash played version it. way back when, and I couldn't really get into it. Hmm. Maybe but, partially, in fact, because you didn't have a controller. Because I went back and tried to play the the Flash version, so I make a comparison in my review, 
Yeah. I, I fucking hate that game. I, I, I really I really felt that way while I was trying to stumble through it. I was like, God, this needs like something, anything. Even just remapping the keys, I probably could have done a better job than, than what they had. Yeah, quite likely you could have. So the the, the story behind Restorado, excuse me, is that you are this cowboy whose family's been murdered, and your goal is to go track down the murderer. And all you know is what kind of hat he wears. And, <laughs> all right, I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but you go out and you meet. No, it sounds very western. Nowadays, that would that wouldn't that would be plenty. Like that's all you need because especially no one, if it's a superhero movie, no one wears hats anymore. But the idea is the the murderer is a different person every time, and you gather clues by doing favors for like the townsfolk and accomplishing missions, and they'll each give you a piece of uh, a a clue about to the the murderer's identity. So one person will tell you it's like he wears a shirt and a tie, or he has black pants, and by doing that you piece together the identity of the murderer, and you find him and you kill him, or you know you get killed by him. So it's kind of like guess who, right? Exactly. It's like guess who the game with gunfighting. And I, mean, I think yeah. I think that concept is fucking awesome. Yeah, like I'm I'm excited yeah. just thinking about it. And and it yeah. sounds like it would be relatively like replayable too, in theory. So so I, I want to hear more about the um about how it handles and how it controls and the gameplay um so basically the flow of gameplay. So when you play with a controller, it really is a night and day difference. Like the game is so easy to control. In fact, it actually becomes a little too easy because, Jay, you said you played it. Did you have a really hard time, like, ever surviving any sort of gunfight? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so this game starts out where, so as I said in the review, you can only shoot left or right. You start out with basically your just regular six-shooter. It's got a feature that I really like where you have to draw your gun, and then you press a separate button to cock the revolver, and then you press that same button to fire it. So there's like this this brief little moment that's pretty tense where you're cocking the gun, you're getting ready to shoot, and you I mean you can get killed if you're not uh, considering your times right. But you can only shoot left or right. So when you start the game, like your your enemies will surround you and they'll be moving up and down, they'll make it really hard. The the only problem is like when you have the controller, it's it's spot on enough that once you know how it plays it's really easy to game that, and you, you never really feel like combat gets that difficult again. Hmm. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm not even sure how you make it harder, to be honest. I guess just, like, faster-moving enemies or, or something like that. No, I mean, that, to be fair, I, I really have a hard time... It's one of those things where, it's one of those things where like, you, you have the criticism, but you also don't have a better solution. Right, and I think that's probably kind of my criticism about the whole game, is... It's got a lot of great ideas, or like, I mean, combat's not especially a great idea, but it's just, the combat is fun at first. It's just, in execution, it feels like it's just maybe like one or two steps from being fleshed out enough to be really fun. Something that I really like just in watching gameplay footage and whatnot is how you can pretty much pull out a gun at any time, like mid-conversation, Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like something that actually has a huge impact on the game, but um, I don't know. No, you, it just makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. You, you can run up to a guy and ask him about the weather, and he's telling you, oh, it's a sunny day, and you'll whip out your revolver. And he'll be like, whoa, 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 let's, let's, not, let's not go crazy here, which mm-hmm. is actually part of the fun or you know, part of the mechanics that are fun is you can accuse just about anybody of being the murderer. 
Um, you know, not obviously most of them are not the murderer, but also, right. you you can also gun all of those people down and <laughs> continue playing the game. Yeah, it. I don't know. It it's disappointing that you didn't like it more because I I was even thinking about picking it up myself later on. Well, and I I mean I say I wouldn't say I didn't like it. It's just I have a really hard time justifying that $15 price tag for mm-hmm. the game that it offers. That is a like, little high, too. Yeah, that's that That seems actually very high. If it came out for So 10, let me let me ask this because my, I think it would be a pretty good buy. My 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 big thing when I see something that's a flash game show up on Steam and I gave you this example in, in chat but I'll repeat it because it pissed me off so bad. Um I want to know what kind of improvements justify slapping a price tag on it. So Vertical Drop Heroes, that was a game where basically underwent a, a huge overhaul, and they made a really good game um, off of this relatively simple Flash concept. Now, on the other hand, you have um, something like Vanguard Princess, which was a fighting game done by, yes, he was a single developer at the time, and as a Flash game, it was really impressive because he had done all these uh, hand-drawn animations and you know everything flowed smoothly. But then he decided to put it on Steam, and aside just from some new artwork, there was absolutely nothing that warranted this game beyond Steam. Like, there was no multiplayer, um, the resolutions uh, weren't fixed, There's just, like, nothing at all. It was just uh, simply a cash grab. So I'm wondering if Westerado does any work at all uh, to justify asking money for the title. Well, you know, I, I went back and played the Flash game afterwards, because, you know, it, it's been pretty close to two years since I played the original and my impression was like, well, this is pretty much the same game for, for a lot more money. But no, it's definitely got some improvements, like the graphics look better. Um, controller support alone is definitely worth worth having it. Um, there's been expansions. Um, one thing, and I, I can't guarantee that I'm remembering this correctly, but in the, in the original Westerado, like anybody could have been the bad guy. So I'm pretty sure the first time I ever won the game was just in a random encounter with some bad guys. Like, I shot the guy <laughs> who was the villain. And that was the end. Oh. And, and then in this version, like, there's actually a an ending where you, you find the guy, you accuse him, and there's uh, a couple of scenes, like, you know, the, the chase scene and the, the final showdown. It's, is there it's more of like a... Is there more of an investigation process, or is it basically the same thing? It's pretty much the same. Like, you do you do missions, you get the uh, the descriptions... And then, it, it, actually, the first the first playthrough that I was doing, I was in the middle of a mission. I was trying to track down, like, a rancher to get him to turn over his land to the oil t- tycoon. And I wandered into one of the one of the stages, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I pull up my menu, and I look at my clues. And I'm like, ah, that's the guy. So I, I walk up to him, accuse him, and then that starts the end game. Hmm. I think, I think this I, I, is a really good idea. Like even even just like the mechanics are a really good idea. I think if they made another one and kind of expanded upon it, or maybe used it in a different setting, yeah, like, I, I think this would be a, like an awesome like 1920s hard boiled detective game. That's that's gonna be my follow up. Is what about what about like we take this game and we set it on like the Titanic? Yeah, there you uh-huh. go. You're, you're really thinking outside the box there. 
Um, well, I had another thought on this game that was important, but then Jared goes in and says that. So well, it was. I think I. I'm not joking. I think it'd be great. Uh, I was going you have to, say, to. You have to kill your family's killer before the Titanic sinks. Oh my god! And you have to get back to your time machine to leave the Titanic. I remember I went to a Titanic exhibit a few years ago. Um, and, you know, the, the exhibit was great for two reasons. First of all, you and your, your buddy, you can get a photo of yourselves on the deck of the Titanic, like, before it sinks. Like, oh, this is how people lived. It was so extravagant. Come get your picture. Um, so my friend, she didn't want to get her fucking picture taken. She's like, no, fuck this. But even better, as you enter the Titanic exhibit, they give you a card. And the card has a name on it. It has a little bit of a backstory. And these are the real people that were on the Titanic. And at the end of the exhibit... You're supposed to find the name of the person you got so that you can read their eventual fate. Um, so we go through the exhibit, we look at our cards, and we find our little nameplates. Uh, so uh, my friend, she was fine. Her, her, her girl lived. Uh, I died. You know, my, guy, my guy did not make it. Uh, it's a real, real uh, I, like, I appreciate them trying to make it interactive, but I feel like there were better ways to make the Titanic. <laughs> They they do the they do the same thing at the Holocaust Museum in DC. It's I you understand what they're going for, but at the same time, it it seems a little trivial. I have yeah, to yeah, yeah. I have to make a really quick confession. I sub for it. I subconsciously stole a lot of my great idea from the game Titanic Adventure Out of Time, which I just want to I just want to give a shout out. If, if you've never played it, if you've never played it or seen footage of it or anything, you should look it up. And you should also look up the game by the same developer. They're called Cyberflix. There's a reason they're gone. It was called <laughs> It was called Dust, A Tale of the Wired West. And um, holy shit, I love the hell out of those games. <laughs> and they have not aged well at all in any way whatsoever. But uh, man, anyway, I just I I thought all right, we so should let's all let's think let's about move that. On. I was going to, I was going to say something that Adult Swim games generally being pretty good. But I want I just want to move on now. Um, I, oh, like, I did play I did play Volcar the Viking, which I actually liked a lot. Um, I, and I own that one for Steam. Is that by Cyberflix? No, Adult Swim. Oh, that'd be better if it was by Cyberflix. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Ooh, um, Mummy Tomb of the Pharaoh. Anybody know no, that it was one? Pretty, okay, you know it was pretty good? Um, I've been playing Lego's Pirates of the Caribbean all week. No, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to talk about Dust the Wired West, I'm going to talk about Lego Pirates. All right, all right, fair enough. I won't say anything about it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's talk, about, let's talk about a game people might actually care about. Um, I think Dogs. Are you thinking of of, uh, of Wolfenstein? Yeah, I'm th- I, I was thinking of Wolfenstein, but now uh, Doug said Watch Dogs, so I want to talk about Watch Dogs. Um, I mean, how, it was, how great is Watch Dogs? It needed more season passes. I'm yeah. gonna go get okay. another. I, I would have paid upwards to 120 dollars for DLC. <laughs> Actually, did Watch Dogs have a season pass? It seems like something they wouldn't have missed uh, wait, out yeah, on. Yeah, did, did did Watch Dogs even have like? I don't think they had like. I think they had regular DLC, right? I can't think of it, except for, you know, maybe skins. Here's everything you get in the $20 Watch Dogs season pass. You get... Instant regret. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, no, I think there are three additional single player missions. Count them, boys. Three oh. additional single player missions. There's the palace. Oh, that's right. The palace infiltrate, infiltrate the home of an internet mogul before the police can raid it and find information on Aiden and DeadSec on, hard, on a hard drive. And you got to Break play in. as T-Bone. <laughs> oh, good. Everyone's favorite character. T-Bone finally comes into his own. And his brother, G-Bone. <laughs> well, his brother's Iraq. No, that's his cousin, right? I, I don't even. T-Rex. T-Rex. No, there's, 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 like a, there's a gang member named Iraq because he went and fought in Iraq. Oh, that's a clever clever name. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. Want to talk about the old blood? Yeah, so um, so it's Wolfenstein, but Wolfenstein. I, guess my fir- I guess my first question is, does it take place in the 40s? Yes, it takes place in the 40s. Okay, so it's a true prequel. Like, it's before... It's before BJ blow uh, blow me down has his little. I, I I read I did a little reading up and I guess it's supposed to be a prequel and a sequel like it's a prequel but I think events take place later on in that Wolfenstein timeline. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, they had a really kind of and I, I guess I want to talk about uh, uh, guns, cannoli, and and Italian stereotypes because it's something similar. Um, but Wolfenstein, <laughs> the old blood the old world order whatever you have like a really kind of clever marketing campaign in that everything is kind of like a b-movie and uh you know it looks like a really kind of tacky uh kish hollywood posters and trailers that they have going on around there and the game's really not that right because i think i think when you have story dlc these days you kind of have to be able to care like you want to see what the story DLC is. And in the case of Blood Dragon, like Blood Dragon had this whole campaign where it was like this 80s DHS, DHS tape. And that's the exact kind of game you got. That was the DLC. With this one, it feels like the, the devs are just having fun um, in terms of Old Blood's look. But Old Blood is still just very much Wolfenstein. So basically, you're just walk, running around uh, killing um, Nazis. Now, what I, heard, what I heard about Old Blood is that it started as two separate story DLCs. And that, um, you know, they, there's supposed to be this premise about dealing with the cult and the supernatural, as Nazis did. So I'm wondering if I get deeper into the game, if I will actually run into more supernatural stuff, and that'll make it all more worthwhile. But right now, it's all pretty straightforward. Grab a gun, kill Nazis. So I can tell you for the New Order, supernatural, not so much. Um, but like technology, robots... Mega Nazis, that kind of thing. Well, the technology is right goddamn out the gate. robot Hitler. The technology is actually right out the gate with this one. Um, yeah, because you got you got a couple of, of people in, in power suits that you have to deal with, and you've got one of the giant robotic dogs, whatever they're called. Um, uh, right, right out, right out the bat. So I am, you know, the DLC has a chance to go down the supernatural path. I'm just not that deep into it yet, and I will be pretty pleased they do do that. I think right now, the old blood has a habit of um, just pouring out its welcome in terms of its levels. So I'll give you an example. One, the first thing you're doing is you're escaping from a prison. And you have to stick to stealth. Mm. You basically have to sneak up on people in power suits and disable the generators that are giving them power. Um, use a little takedown to peel them out of their suit. Sometimes you can get their gun and shoot at some of the other mechs, but it's easier to just stay in stealth and disable them. Um, 
So the first time you do that, it's great. It's it's fun. Whatever. The second time you do it, yeah, it's still okay. I get it now. The third time you do it, the fourth time, the fifth time. So yeah, you've done you've done this a few times now, and it just starts to get boring. It's like there's no, you know, there's like no challenge anymore. It's like I'm either going to get fucked up by these guys or just stay in stealth and do it. And the levels just going go on far too long for it to like remain fun. Um, and since it is DLC, I would have just preferred everything had been shorter. It just giving me a better, more compacted experience that's fun than make me do the same exact objective over and over again and just get sick of doing the same shit. So maybe maybe I misheard. Is the is the stealth in the beginning is it mandatory or do you have the option of of leaving stealth and and just going into full like alert combat? Uh, it's it's not mandatory, but it's not mandatory in the sense that you could break stealth. You're probably going to die if you do it though. Oh. Uh. Like, okay. like you, you can feasibly fight your way through each of those areas, but it's much, much, much easier if you stay in stealth. The the best segments in the New Order are the segments where they give you the choice, and, and realistically, like, you could go either way. Um, the worst segments are definitely the ones where they force you into stealth mode and, and don't let you out of it. Like, How is it that in 2015, nobody's figured out that we don't like that? <laughs> I mean, I like it when it's a stealth game and they spent all their time focusing on it. But the thing about Wolfenstein is, like, you don't have, like, a radar gadget. It's not third person. There's nothing that you can really do. You can't see through walls right. or anything. There's no, there's no map. Like, I, I would have at least loved a peek mechanic. Like, if I could peek around corners, that would have been... You so actually much. can. You, you should oh, be... I yeah, I think it's... I want to say it's been a while since I played. Um, it's either a button that you hold, like L1 or something, and then look around the corner, or it's the D-pad. It's one of the two. But that is the only thing they give you, and it's still pretty shitty. So, so I'm, I'm still with uh, Michael on this one in terms of just not liking stealth. Because, um... I mean, give, give me a good Metal Gear solid game, and I, I, I love the stealth. I, it's, it's the best part, but... But, but Metal Gear time, doesn't it's even... also still fun to just, like, kill everybody. Yeah, Metal Gear does not. It's funny because because Metal Gear is a, a stealth game, but it's like a game that doesn't force you to stealth at all. There's no point where Metal Gear forces you to stealth. Right. There might be there might be like one point after right after escaping a torture chamber, and there's like maybe one or two enemies that you have to get around, and that's it. Um, you're not like there's there's no there are no real significant force stealth areas. You can run and gun through the game. Like the stealth is really just a raw challenge in that one. If you want to push yourself to get the best title in Metal Gear, then you could do that. Like, like you know, but I've never, never at any point felt stuck in a Metal Gear. And Metal Gear has great stealth, so they could force it. I, you know, last, last, uh, last podcast when we talked about uh, Chronicles China, uh, even though I was making the Sangrita references, like, my, one of my big problems with uh, Chronicles China is that every single thing is forced stealth, uh, in the sense that, Stealth is always going to reward the player much more than combat does, and much more than um, than assassination does. Like even assassinating targets. Like if you stay completely quiet and assassinate a target, and it's called Assassin's Creed, you will actually get less points than if you did stealth and didn't harm anyone um, in that game. So it's it's a little dumb. And some reviews even look at the terrible combat in that game, and they go, "Oh, the combat's so bad. I wonder if that's not to further enforce stealth." Now, the problem with Chronicles China, as it is in Wolfenstein, is that the stealth isn't challenging. Um, there's like just nothing in it that makes a challenge fun. And like, oh, I want to do this. I want to get past this puzzle. This is really tricking my brain. No, it's just something that you have to do because the game wants you to do it. 
Um, and it's boring. Like, it's boring to just have to stay in the shadows and not do anything um, and not have the option to fight or or take the option to fight, but know you're going to give yourself a significantly harder time than if you stuck in stealth. So it just tends to be kind of a, a an exercise in pointlessness because here, here I am playing this game, but I'm not having any fun. I have to do I have to follow it exactly as the developers want me to follow it. I could try doing it this other way, but this other way is not going to be fun at all. Um, you know, and I think that's a major problem. I, I you know it's not like in Metal Gear. Metal Gear, hell, Metal Gear even does stuff to make the stealth fun. You know, like in Snake Eater. You could wear whatever ridiculous costumes and face paint you needed to in order to sneak around targets, and that was great. Uh, these other games, you just kind of force stealth into it, and it always sucks. Yeah, I, I gotta say, like, if I go through the rest of my life without ever having to wait in a corner that's almost, like, supernaturally dark, <laughs> well, 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 a guard, like, you know, does his round and then turns and then walks and looks at a wall and then turns around and comes back, and looks at the other wall. And that's that, that's kind of the thing. I don't know that the later episodes would change, would change this in uh, the old blood. And I don't know um, what it was like in Wolfenstein. But the environments are just so bland for that, too. It's like, I gotta stay in this one fucking concrete corner and just wait, wait it out. And there's nothing to look at. And I'm getting bored. And I want to file my nails, you know. Do anything besides <laughs> wait in this boring-ass area for this, in this patrol to pass. Well, I'm, I mean, you couldn't sneak in like Wolfenstein 3D. We'll see if it we'll see if it picks up for you once you get out there. Well, the, the moments yeah. the moments where it's like balls out, it's usually pretty good. But I, it sounds like they chose to like open with kind of the worst part <laughs> of the game. Which well, is- and they, they they have like a shootout. Like the first thing you do is a shootout, and then there's just this really long section where you where you had stealth it, um, and then you have another shootout which is on rails, so it's still not fun. And then it's right back to stealth. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'll see how the later chapters go. And I, I do like some of what i played so far. Like the, the places I was able to unload and really fight people. I had a lot of fun. But it's just... And even some of the first opening stealth missions, whatever you want. The first opening stealth puzzles. Those are fun too. It's just this game does not know when to quit. It's just It goes far past the point of fun. And it just becomes an exercise in attrition. Hmm. Well... Like I said, we'll have to we'll have to see how the rest of it plays out. But yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of a bummer that they didn't that they didn't learn, <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway, it's been like fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do want to ask this because this happened. Um, I I took a nap in Wolfenstein, and then I was playing an older looking version of Wolfenstein. Like he got all pixelated and and fought dogs and all that. Does that happen in the other one. Wait, what? You oh, you mean you played the original Wolfenstein within Wolfenstein? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened in the first one. That could okay. happen. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. Well, that was cool. I like that. Yeah, that that does sound pretty good. You don't remember that, Jared? I I don't. What what happens? Like if you're playing <laughs> through the game and you go to sleep, you dream as if you're playing the like OG Wolfenstein. What? The, like, PC, the old, yeah. old, the old, old school PC. No, I, I don't remember that ever happening. Oh, must never have fallen asleep <laughs> at, like, the base place. I don't think I did. Um, I was thought I thought that was super neat, too. I was too busy trying to find that, like, Down Syndrome guy's uh, toy or whatever. Yeah. And then I found his toy, and I got a bio of him. 
Just what I wanted. And you kicked him down a side. <laughs> well, that was a wasted reference. All right. Well, we are over on time. What a better way to close out our, our wonderful podcast. Um, if you're not already, you should be following us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on all of those services. Um, what else should you do? I mean, go just go to our website. It's enemieslime.com. Go check out our YouTube Go look at all our shit. Today's podcast was brought to you by Dust, A Tale of the Wired West by Cyberflix Entertainment. Uh, it's available on nothing. Like, I don't... I really wonder how you play this game. I'm going to have to look it up. If you are out there and you played this game, I need to hear from you. So shoot us an email. It's contact at enemyslime.com. And I think with that, we'll see you later, stranger. Wait, if you rely on us for a breakdown on delicious candy, go give us money on Patreon. Oh, yeah, do that, too. I gave money on Patreon, and my penis got bigger. That's true. He's he's patted short on a Twitch stream now. (laughs) Monstrously big. I'm I'm scared of it now. (laughs) All right, now we'll see you later, stranger. (laughs) He's more genitals than men. Run, stranger. No, no, man. Such a wasted reference. I can't believe you guys never played that game. Uh, uh.